The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello, and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Well, we're off today to talk about gaming, and when is a game not really a game? For those of you that may be new joining us, we want to tell you a little bit quickly about us. Uh, This show is operated by million kids. That is because more than a million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. It's really exciting to me because this show goes out to 170 countries. And as I was looking at the stats, I'm surprised our biggest followers are in Italy and also in Spain, Canada, China, and Japan. That's over and above, of course, the U.S. And we know that the same kinds of things that are happening in the U.S. are also happening around the world. That is because we know that technology is spreading at the speed of light. In fact, right now they think that there are about 3.5 billion Internet users around the world. And I was recently reading an amazing book. By the way, I highly recommend this man's book. He doesn't know I'm going to promote it. But his name is Mark Freeman, or excuse me, his name is Mark Goodman. I always mess that up. And his book is called Future Crimes. And he is predicting that within three and a half years, the entire world will be connected by Internet. You know, I want you to think with me just how quickly our lives have changed over the last five years. You know, we've had the Internet now for, mm, I'd say, easily 16 to 18 years that we've the average person has been able to use it. But it's really only been in the last five years that we have equipped our young people with devices that they can carry with them 24-7. In fact, I read recently in a report that said that 87% of kids sleep with their phone. So we really are at a unique time in history where we are actually handing the keys to the entire world to very young people. And that really changes everything. For the young people, it gives them a huge amount of opportunity. They have more chance to meet more people than any other generation on earth. And that can be very good or very bad. And the parents and the grandparents of this generation are really kind of assigned the responsibility of how do you equip young people to go into this generation, this world-changing event 
of technology that has taken place. And sometimes we win and sometimes we lose. Unfortunately, when we lose, sometimes we lose our most precious possessions, if you will, our most precious relationships, and that is our innocent kids. Now, for those of you who don't know me, let me tell you right off the bat, I am not against technology. I find the changes going on in our life absolutely fascinating, and I'm the first to adopt them. Things like live streaming is really an amazing deal. In fact, I use live streaming. If you go on the Million Kids Facebook page, you will see we live streamed all last week at the North American Christian Conference. And so live streaming is very good. But if you have a 12-year-old who wants to show off her new belly button ring to her new best 12,000 friends, that's a whole different problem because so much technology now is geo-tracked or geolocated. And so she may have 12,000 new friends, but not every one of them want the best for them. So there have been a lot of changes going on, and there will continue to be. Now, I work in human trafficking, and that is often the end result of when this goes wrong. Sometimes as many as times as three times a week do I get a phone call, a lead. I work with the Riverside County Sheriff Department, and I work through a Department of Justice grant. I am the training and outreach coordinator for the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force, and I'm also an instructor of human trafficking at USC in the Salt Price Institute for Safe Communities, and I'm also an instructor for the Los Angeles Fire Training Academy. So I'm deeply immersed in this, and I'm deeply immersed in seeing real cases. And one of the phenomena that we're seeing is literally the grooming of America's teenagers. These are kids who never, ever once thought they would end up being sexually exploited. And those that many of this, when it goes really wrong, end up not only being sexually exploited, but being forced or pushed into prostitution. And these are kids, anybody's kids, some of them are preacher's kids that I know that have had this happen. And they start down a path. So I want to talk today, especially about gaming. And this can happen on any kind of opportunity on the internet, but gaming has specific qualities to it. So I can't talk about gaming without talking about Pokemon Go because it is everywhere. It is a worldwide phenomenon. For if you haven't gotten it to your country yet, or if you're maybe living under a rock in America, let me explain what Pokemon Go is. This is what they call an augmented reality game, and it really is a cool game. I mean, if it's used appropriately, you can have a lot of fun with it. And basically what happens, it makes up digital monsters and various kinds of pop-up players, and they, they create cell phone routes. And you walk around and you're following your little Pokemon Go character. And the object is to catch the beast. And some of them are pre-designated places called Pokestops. And so what happens here is that everybody, at least in Southern California where I live, they're walking around. You see them following their phone. and They don't know if the light is red or green. They cross the street in front of a car. They're, They're setting up lures. And the idea of a lure is to get a group of people to all appear in one place. So this is created using uh, Google GPS, 
And so it's a lot of fun. They have digitized maps and, the, and they create various locations that you're following around the monster. Now, certainly you've seen all the headlines. You know, people are getting hit by cars. They fall off the pavement. They get hurt. They, they uh, are doing this without paying attention. Well, it's a fascinating phenomenon to me because I always look at things from technology. Whenever I analyze a case, I always look at it from the standpoint of the predator, the um, law enforcement, and also the victim. And I say from that, where's the danger in this and how do we protect our kids? And if the case ended up violating, then I say, how do we create a scenario so that never again would another child be violated? Well, in Pokemon Go, we're seeing all kinds of things. There was, uh, first of all, let me uh, back up a second. If you don't know Million Kids, that is M-I-L-L-I-O-N, and Million Kids operates a Facebook page. Million Kids also operates this show, Exploited Crimes. And so if you go on to the Million Kids Facebook page, and I'd encourage you to do that regardless of where you live. You can access it anywhere in the world. It's Million Kids Facebook, and you will see all these articles that are on there. We also have millionkids.org, that's our website, and you can go on and you can look at all the previous shows that we've had. The Exploited Crimes show has their own website, which is exploitedcrimes.com. So you can, you can always come back and access the show if you missed it. And you can also share it with your friends. By the way, if you belong to a church or a ward or a synagogue, you can actually post the archive shows on your, on your website so that other members can do that. And this is not a one-way dialogue, by the way. This is radio, which means that if you're listening to me live right now, you can call in at 1-866-472-5788. That is 1-866-472-5788. Now, that's a U.S. number. But if you're in the U.S. and you've had an experience with Pokemon Go and you want to share it with me, call in and let us know what happens here and we'll get you on the air. So this Pokemon Go is kind of interesting because we're starting to see articles like that are posted on the Million Kids Facebook page. One of them this week was quite controversial. The headline on it was Pokemon Go leads players to California's sex offender home. Well, you know, they're looking for headlines, and that's how you sell newspapers, isn't it? They're not selling many newspapers these days, but that's also how you get people to come to your link on the Internet. And so they made it particularly salacious. But what happened is somebody set up a sex offender home as a lure, and they set it up so that young people would follow their Pokemon monster and end up at the sex offender home. Well, of course, everybody immediately turns on the sex offender because, you know, they're dangerous people. But in this case, nobody at that home knew this was happening. And it was a very dangerous situation for everybody. I'm sure people thought it was funny or that it was a prank. But think about this. There are men in that home that are trying to recover. 
from all kinds of things, drug addiction, sex addiction, and child abuse addiction, and and sexual molestation of children. And all of a sudden, they have a group of kids showing up at their house. First of all, that puts them in violation of their parole. So I am sure none of these people knew that all these kids, that this was happening. Most of them had never even heard of Pokemon Go. And so it created quite a chaotic scene. On top of it, it, of course, would have endangered the child. So I'm going to give the offenders a break here because they didn't know it was happening. It happened to them. But I also want you to think about this particular technology and how it works. This is not the first time. Actually, last week in Indiana, they created a pokey stop so that they uh, did this because a registered sex offender was using Pokemon Go to lure kids directly to him. So this is kind of the reverse case in this. Actually, um, a gentleman, Randy Zook, he's 42, was playing the game with a 16-year-old boy. Now, he doesn't have uh, the legal right to be with a minor because he is a registered sex offender. And he had pleaded guilty uh, prior to that for funneling a 14-year-old child, and he's still on probation. So he was using this to be able to lure in other children. So I want you to talk to and think a minute about this technology and why it's so important. You see, in the past, predators, what they did was try to find the child out there and then reach out to them. But this technology actually lures the child to get them to come forward and identify themselves to them. And so it is very, very dangerous in this particular technology. It can be a lot of fun, but you don't know who's luring that child to the lure stop. And so it's a reverse technology. It's all based on GPS and getting people to a particular location. And so think about this. You have a sex offender, and he's setting up a lure, and all these kids show up. What an easy way to get access to a child and put them at risk. Well, we're up on a hard break. Boy, that first segment went fast. (laughs) Stay with us. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. 
you count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton Well, hi, and welcome back. We were talking about Pokemon Go and all the things that are happening with it. I want to talk for a little bit about grooming. Now, you have heard some of this if you've listened to the previous shows, but I want to kind of weave in for you how grooming works on a video game and how it is different. If you have any experience with video games and kids that have been accessed by a predator or even some experience with Pokemon Go you want to tell me about, uh, the call-in number is 866-472-5788. So let's talk about grooming. We've talked about this in the past, but I think it's worth reiterating. You see, there's something unique that is happening on the Internet. Because if you have an, a live relationship, you can go back and forth and you can get input from the person that you're talking to and you can see what they're really all about. But this is not true in, in online relationships. What happens in online relationships is a guy can be a girl, a girl can be a guy, they can claim they're 16 when they're really 52. They can be anybody. And predators historically will just give you a little bit of information, usually no more than four or five points about themselves. And the idea is for them to draw out from you all your secrets, all your fantasies, all your fears, all your background, and begin to have you build a fantasy relationship. And that is how it works. And it's very difficult for parents especially to understand this because they see their child changing. They're starting to fight with their child. The child's pulling away from them. And what has happened is this child has bonded with a total stranger. And so what the parent needs to understand is they're not in conflict with the child. They're not even in conflict with the stranger. They're in conflict with the fantasy that has been created. You see, when these predators are really, really good at this, because they can be anybody to anybody. In other words, they can promise anything. This is how grooming works. They will meet somebody either on an app like Kick or WhatsApp and WeChat, some of those that are instant messaging apps. And most of those kids are on those apps because they can meet strangers. And they think it's just a lot of fun and they don't see the danger. You see, we're doing this to kids that haven't developed cognitive reasoning. When we have kids disappear, they're almost always under the age of 15. 
In fact, I'll say to a parent, how old are they? 14. That is the most common one. However, if it's an online violation, it's often a 9, 10, 11-year-old child. Why is that? Think about this. We are arming our kids with equipment to reach an entire world of people, some good, some bad, and many of these kids have never been through puberty. They haven't even started developing their own sexual identity And they haven't even begun cognitive reasoning. How much cognitive reasoning did you have when you were nine years old? And yet, we are handing them a device and asking them to make adult decisions. And predators get this in a big way. What they'll do is they'll reach out and they'll just say something cute and funny and the kid wants to be cute and funny back. And so they say something and he says something and she says something and pretty soon they're texting and tweeting. Many of the cases, if you look at the cases on our Facebook page, on Million Kids Facebook page or on uh, exploitedcrimes.com, you will see that in these cases, they often in, have more than just gaming, they have chats and they go back and forth and they create this fantasy in there. And so uh, I, I included an article about from an FBI agent. In this case, he was talking about just in a short period of time in Louisiana only, they had 10 children that were rescued from predators that had befriended them online. Now, this is a very simple area. Just think about the entire United States. This, these predators had convinced the kids to meet up in person. I did a survey in a local high school about Kick. That's an app, not a game, K-I-K. And in that school, 80% of the kids were on Kick, and 80% had received a message from a stranger. replied to that stranger, and three went out and met a total stranger. Now, that would never happen in real life. On top of it, what happens, and and I get as many as three calls a week where we have, you know, a fine Christian family, and their little 13, 14-year-old girl has met some guy on the Internet and snuck out and met them. How did that happen? Because he helped them create a fantasy in there. So what will happen in here is, I'm reading back with the article with the FBI, and I agree with this guy absolutely, completely. The predator will first get acquainted with the child and learn their weaknesses and interests. You see, especially as we get into gaming, the power of gaming is you want to win. And in order to win, you need to be part of a team. And so you need to be really, really cool. In fact, gaming isn't like going to a movie. Uh, It's really an interesting thing, the phenomena that is happening here. Because kids are being given games. First of all, you're supposed to be 18 for most of these games, so the kids get them. But parents buy these games believing that they're just some sort of entertainment, or it's like a movie, or it's a toy or something. I'm not exactly sure of the rationale. Part of the rationale is, well, everybody else is doing it, and I don't want my kid to be a nerd. And so they're buying the game without understanding what is happening. You see, in a movie, you might take your child to a movie, and it might be sexual, it might be violent, but it's happening to a character out there. It's not happening to the person themselves. And so what happens is you all go home. You might even see that movie twice, maybe three times. But in a game, 
you are living as an avatar in the game. In other words, you buy the game and the child creates an avatar. This is a character that they're living vicariously through. Their success, their approval, their rejection is all based on their performance with this avatar. Now, they get dad's credit card and they use bitcoins and they buy it some equipment because if you're not really good in the beginning, you got you can get points by buying equipment. So, if you're see, dad, if you're seeing your credit card go up, your kid isn't very good, okay? So, they're buying tattoos and they're buying equipment. And so, then what happens is they enter into the world and begin to compete. Now, in a world, in a game like World of Warcraft, that's a world of occult and sorcery. So, parents, if you're buying your kid that game, go in that game with you, with that child. I mean, if your child was playing soccer, you wouldn't walk away. You would go watch your child play soccer. But the same people here that buy their kid a game like Grand Theft Auto, where you have sex with the prostitute, and then you kill her to get your money back, and we'll talk about that the issues with that later. But that same father, I mean, if he saw his 13-year-old son out talking to a prostitute, he'd say, hey, son, you know, we need to talk here. That same father will walk by that son on a video game and go, okay, he's on that thing again, and walk right on by with no responsibility. So you create an avatar, you give it a name, you buy it equipment, and you go into a world which is often violent and often based on occult and sorcery. And then you add sex to it. Has anybody looked at World of War? I had one 13-year-old kid. I love this kid. He kept telling me, Miss Singleton, this thing's raunchy. And I'm going, really? Are you playing this? He's only 13. He said, yeah. I said, you play that every night? And he said, yeah. I said, are you addicted to it? And he said, I don't know. I said, well, you giving it up? He said, I, I don't think so. I said, well, then you're addicted. And he said, yeah, well, it's really raunchy. This kid is telling me he is addicted to animated pornography, and he ain't giving it up. But he knows it's not good. So now we're playing a game with violence and sex, and we open the door to the guilt These are total strangers that is going to talk to your child sometimes three, four, five hours a night. And if your child's playing that game on their cell phone, they're going to talk to them when you're not there. Many of those people in that chat room, you would never allow in your living room. And so it's a fascinating thing because there's one more element I want you to really comprehend with me. Your child, in order to keep from being rejected, needs their approval. So you're in a world where you're competing and your score is right there. And mom and dad are going, put that down. Let's go on vacation. No, I'm taking it with me. My team needs me. They bond with those people. They have people in those games that are talking to your child each night about morality, spirituality, sexuality, ISIS, gender choice, all you know, things that you and I That used to be the holy grail for a parent. And now they're talking to them, and yes, they're talking to them about sex. So think about this. Your score is right there in front of you. No wonder they don't want to go to dinner with you. That is called the Tetris effect, by the way. If you've ever taken your child to dinner and they won't talk to you, they're sitting there playing away. That's because even even if you take the game away, they're still not talking to you. That's because they're playing the next game in their head. Why? Because their team is back home and they're counting on them to come up with more plays. So their score is always in front of them. And so they're seeking approval. Do you see what an incubator for grooming this is? 
Do you see how easy it is for a predator to get in there and start to find out their fantasies, their dreams, their fears, all the things the kid is is really made up of? And do you see how easy it is to bridge that gap and for that child to bond to that predator? In many cases, in many homes, that child is spending more time talking to the guild than they are to the family. And I hope you heard that loud and clear, mom and dad out there, because we need to stop and think out what is really happening here. So this is a fascinating thing because of the fact these kids are totally being groomed. And part of that grooming is this fantasy they're creating. And then they begin to text the kid and say, you know what? I'll send you my photo if you'll send me yours. And this is where it begins. Never stop talking to your child about the fact that if anybody ever asks for a photo from them, to go and tell you immediately and do not send one back. And if they have sent one, sit down and talk about it. Because these predators never have one victim. That your child is just one of many. And so in the next segment, we're going to talk about a couple of cases, how they went wrong, how the gaming part worked, and then how they were able to make it into a legal case through working with law enforcement. So stay right with us. Next next session, we're going to be talking about Minecraft and how predators operate. I'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hi, and welcome back. This show is being brought to you by Me and Kids, and you can find that at Me and Kids Facebook. That's spelled M-I-L-L-I-O-N. For whatever reason, when I say it, it sounds like Me and Kids, but it's Me and Kids, and that's because more than a million kids are literally trafficked throughout the world. Since this show goes out to 170 countries, I want to uh, encourage people from overseas, outside the U.S., to to uh, go on Million Kids' Facebook page and send us a message. Let us know who you are, where you're at, and what you're seeing over there because I know that gaming is a huge phenomenon and I know that we have followers in Japan and China and uh, those countries, especially uh, Korea, South Korea, has a lot of this kind of thing. Even Cambodia and Taiwan. I spent some time in Cambodia. So it's interesting that this is, in fact, a global phenomena. And that tells me that we need to start to train our young people all around the world about how all this happens. So... Follow us on Me and Kids' Facebook page. By the way, I have a book out that you heard at the commercial called Seduce, the Grooming of America's Teenagers. And you can order that book at meandkids.org, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, meandkids.org. It is $16, and I will personally sign it and send it to you. But the book is a five-star book on Amazon. I am blown away at the success of the book. I never would have guessed. I I never really thought I would write a book. And what triggered that was a a story about Grand Theft Auto. And I'm going to come back to that probably at the end of this segment or the beginning of next segment. So what I want to do right now is we had an article on uh, the on the Facebook page and also on the web page. The headline on it was Predator Targets 10-Year-Old Through a Game. And I wanted to do an analysis of this so that you understand because in the last section we talked about the power of the fantasy and how easy it is to build a relationship. Now this happens to boys and girls by the way. And so what normally happens to a boy is that they will get in there, especially a boy who is 11, 12, 13, 14. They are high targets. Parents, I really want you to think about something. When your child is 11, 12, 13, and 14, first of all, those are called the life event years by psychologists because what happens to you in those years are more powerful than at any other time in your life. I was in a a training session one time at University of Utah, and I'll never forget it. Dr. Jorgensen was the leader there. He's a great man, a a man I admire greatly. And uh, he asked the audience, you know, who had a traumatic experience in their life? And was it a divorce? Your family got a divorce. You moved. uh, You know, your grandmother died. Uh, What happened there? And they would raise their hand and say, and, and then he would say, were you 12, 13, or 14? And it was amazing how right on he was that the traumatic experiences happened during that lifetime. Well, part of that is because you're developing your sexual identity. 
And that is really, really important for you as parents to think out because I think we don't give that enough thought. I mean, just looking at a Justin Bieber uh, video the other day, I was training a a group of therapists, and we analyzed a boyfriend, I think it was, and it wasn't a raunchy video by any means, but it was absolutely full of sexual innuendos. They placed their hand over their crotch, you know, his hand was over her breast. Um, It was all about the money. It's all about the money. And it was fascinating to watch just how much, and this is a clean video that had some huge number of hits. I can't remember, like 27 million or something, maybe more. But but what was fascinating was the level of sex in it. Well, think about this is happening to your child, and now you're putting them on a video game. And so their sexual identity is being formed now by outside influences and people you will probably never meet. That is very, very important because in these video games, they're extremely sexual. Right now, the latest technology is first-person experience software, which is really pretty vivid, and I'm going to talk about that in the uh, Grand Theft Auto. But it won't be long till you have virtual reality and virtual reality pornography. It will be very, very powerful on a child's brain, especially if they're going through puberty and trying to get their sexual identity because it's going to determine whether or not sex is a healthy quality interaction between two people who respect each other and have a give and take, or if their sexual identity has been built by the constant interaction with online sex that has no give and take and is not necessarily clean, healthy endeavor. So I'm going to ask parents to back up and relook at these games. Get in there and play that game with it and analyze this. Is this how you want your child's sexual identity to look at? Do you want your child exposed to that much pornography? Because many of our kids, by the time they're 12, 13, 14, are totally addicted, as the young man I talked about before. So in this particular story that we have posted, the headline was Predator Targets 10-Year-Old Through a Game. So let's say you're 10. How much cognitive reasoning do you suppose you have at 10? I mean, really? Who's thinking this out? And how much sexual identity are you going to have? Now, what has happened in here is they interviewed a girl, and this seemed to be, in this case, a healthy game. In fact, it was all about building buildings with blocks. Now, I'm gonna, I want to clarify something. I am not against gaming. Gaming is here to stay. It is how our kids learn. In fact, you're seeing three-year-olds walking around with a game. Okay, and by the way, try taking one of those games away from a three-year-old. Your life's at stake. If you do that, they're totally addicting. And we're actually doing this to our children at a very young age. So this was a healthy game. But what happened there is they interviewed the girl because this thing went wrong. And think about this. In gaming, you get a tag. You get an avatar. You give it a name. And so you don't really know who you're dealing with. It is a false name, and that is part of what happens here is where you can hide again in the obscurity of it all. It was really just that simple for this 10-year-old girl. She met a guy who he said his name was Ben, and he was 12, and she's 10. Isn't that sweet? He sent her a photo, and the girl said, well, he looked like he was 10. 
when he asked her if he thought she was, when the police asked her if he, she thought he really was 12, she said, well, sure. And they said, why? And, and the girl said, well, because he said he was. Now think about that. She's 10. Remember cognitive reasoning? You're very naive at 10. You're trusting. That's because at 10, you're designed to still be learning through your parents and not get into all that independence yet. Well, so for a month, they text and they talked of being boyfriend and girlfriend and giving hugs and kisses. Now, this is an important point I want parents to understand. In the parents' mind, they have very short attention spans when it comes to their children. They think this predator is going to come on and make your kid an offer and your kid's going to be brilliant and say, no, buzz off, you're a creep, and it's over. It never works like this. You know, it never, never works like that. What happens in this case, this went on for a month, but in many of the cases you read on our on our Facebook and our webpage, you will see this goes on for months and months. These guys are very, very patient. The other reason they can afford to be patient is your child isn't the only one they're targeting. Many of these people, the case we looked at last week, he had over 400 videos and over, over um 2,000 contacts, I think it was. So, I mean, he did this day and night. He was a true sexual predator, and he had many kids that he was working. And so what happened here is the kid, the guy pretended to be 12 and pretended to be Ben, and they text, and so they were going back and forth. Now, hats off to this mother. If you give a 10-year-old a game, the first thing I'm going to tell you is make sure it doesn't have a chat room. Because you won't realize it'll look like an innocent game. In fact, I had one of the most heartbreaking stories about two months ago. I'll never forget this man, a wonderful father who loved his child dearly. And she wanted high puppies. And this is spelled H-I exclamation mark puppies like the dog. And so you're thinking, hi, puppies. I mean, this is a little kid's game. In fact, his daughter was 11. And he told me, he said, I thought it was a little too young for her. I thought she had maybe gone past that. But she wanted it and he bought it. He said it never once occurred to him to check to see if it had a chat room. And I looked up hi, puppies. And one of the things it says in here is visit other houses in the community and make puppy friends. Chat room, chat room, chat room. That's what that's saying. There's a secret about your puppy. Guess what? The puppy is a treasure hunt. All the hidden fortune will be dug out by this little one, and it will make you rich. And so what they're doing is getting you to interact with other people and talk with them, and they give you points to succeed in a very young kid's game. Now, this particular father happened to be calling me. It was just tragic. He was calling me from the emergency room at a local hospital as they were doing the rape pig kit. His little 11-year-old girl had met a 19-year-old guy on high puppies. Now, why would a 19-year-old guy be on high puppies? There's only one reason, and it turned out poorly. But he called me to let me know. He had read my book, and he'd heard my talks, and, and he thought he had done everything right. This man was just heartbroken. He sounded like a wonderful man. Well, this was back to the girl who's 10. What had happened there is mom got involved, and hats off. If you're going to let your kid play in a game where there's a chat room, get involved. She went in and pretended to be the girl while the girl was asleep, and she said to the guy, hey, you know, I have a few minutes while mom's asleep. And she said, 
why don't you send me a picture? And he said, well, what kind? And she said, surprise me. This is mom now. So he says, well, what if I take a picture of every inch of my body? Would you do the same? And she says, yes, but hurry. I'm running out of time. Mom's asleep. Within 30 seconds, he sent her three nude photos. Now, so it's good in one way. It's good that mom found this out. But what I would advise you there is never destroy any evidence and get it immediately to the police. I don't always suggest that you go in and pretend to be your child. Get the police involved and let them do it. They know how to make this into an official case where they can actually charge the guy. Well, that segment went fast. Here we go. We're off to a break, and I'll be right back. Thanks. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hi, and welcome back, and this is our final segment. We're talking about how uh, video gaming, online gaming, is being used by predators to access, groom, recruit, and sometimes it ends in exploitation. So I want to talk a little bit, and some of you that have heard me speak have heard me cover this because it is absolutely an amazing phenomenon. Right now, human trafficking across America and around the globe is absolutely huge because what is happening is so many of our young people are being lured into prostitution. And this is also happening often happening through online uh, relationships. 
I can guarantee you in every case I've looked at, none of these kids ever intended to become a victim, and most of them never thought once about prostitution. But we think of that in terms of girls, and most people don't realize how vulnerable boys are. And in the numbers that we're seeing, I work with Riverside County uh, Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force, and we have a huge record number of cases. We've had to bring in six backup personnel just to be able to handle the hardcore sex trafficking cases, but few people are tracking the number of cases having to do with sex extortion because most of them never get reported, but we are starting to see these in record numbers, especially when it goes wrong. So here how, here's how it goes wrong for a guy. Guys think that they're immune to this, but they're more vulnerable than ever. These guys are as vulnerable. They have egos. They want to be approved of. They want to be loved. What makes us think they should be different? So here's your son. He's 11, 12, 13 years old, 14. Now, if you want to play games like World of Warcraft and Grand Theft Auto, Minecraft, Black Ops, all of those, I don't care if you're an adult. It's none of my business. But if your child is 11, 12, 13 and going through puberty, as we talked about, they're especially vulnerable and especially boys because they're forming their sexual identity. They're forming uh, their, their attitudes about respect for women, by the way, and what's acceptable and what kind of sexual behavior violates a a person. You see, one of the things that happens here is you're going back and forth between reality and fantasy. That's what bothers me about Pokemon Go, because literally what you're having people do is chase a fantasy character by making real life decisions. And that is what how boys get violated. So what happens in boys is, let's say you're 13 and you're playing World of Warcraft and you're shooting it up and you're having a great time. And this girl comes in and joins the guild. And whoa, is she cute. And you're like, whoa, this is, this is good. And she kind of likes you. And pretty soon you're racing home from school every day. You can't wait to talk to her. You start to text to her privately, you know, you're in love, well, at least in heat, okay? And you're saying, well, this is a deal for me. And you're really bonded. You're excited. Nobody can get you to go do anything with their family. You're playing with this game every day. And this goes on for months and months and months. You let all your defenses down. Your fantasy is built. You are doing all kinds of things back and forth. And one day this girl says to you, hey, can I get a photo? And you say, you send her a photo. And then she sends you one, but this time she's naked. Well, at least she sends you the photo of somebody who's naked. You don't even know if it's her. And then all of a sudden, you have a moral dilemma. And you say to yourself, wow, you know, and she's saying, hey, I sent you one. Give me one back. And the minute you send that photo, you are nailed absolutely nailed. You see, today we have these large-scale child pornography rings that are operating in the dark web. And if you want to know more about that, go back on our archive shows. There's one whole show just on the dark web. But the last child pornography ring they found had 210,000 pedophiles on it. And they're exchanging photos. And it takes a lot of material to keep these guys happy. So here this guy is, He's got this cute little girl, and she sends a naked photo, and he sends one bag. Except she is really a he. 
And he's probably 35 years old, and he takes that naked photo, and he drops it on that child porn ring. Now, I want to explain to you what's going to happen to your child. Your fine, fine son, who's getting his sexual identity, all of a sudden starts getting hundreds of emails, texts, and tweets. And it's, hey, baby, I think you're gay. Ooh, I like your body. I think I know where you live. I'm coming over. Hey, I need some money or I'm going to put this on your Facebook. Or give me some more photos because if you don't, I'm going to destroy you. Your child may think of suicide. We had a case just like this last week. A guy who bought my book and knew of me, and he called me. He said, I have to tell you the story. He said, my 12-year-old son all of a sudden wanted to mow the lawn, and I knew there was a problem when he's volunteering to do that. And he's going around, and he's doing everything he can to gather up money. And then it hit me, what Miss Singleton said, he said. And he sat him down, and he said, do you have a naked photo on the Internet? And the kids started to kind of cry and blush, and he said, how do you know? And he explained it to him, and he said, you're not paying it off. You are going to live through this. We are going to take all of this to the police, and you're going to man up about it, but there will not be enough money in the world to resolve this. So can you see how quickly this boy's sexual identity resulted in shame? His first sexual experience now is one of, I'm totally ruined. I'm totally a screw-up. Well, this gets worse if you're involved in Grand Theft Auto. Now, Grand Theft Auto is the biggest game out there, and is why I wrote my book, Seduce the Grooming of America's Teenagers, which, as I said, you can find at millionkids.com. Excuse me, it's millionkids.org. Or you can also buy it at Amazon, but more of the money goes to Million Kids if you if you uh, buy it from me and kids. But in Grand Theft Auto, it's never been a beacon of morality. They've always killed cops. They've always had sex with prostitutes. But in this year's model, you have first-person experience software. So the activity seems very, very real. I guarantee you by next year, you will have virtual reality pornography on this. You see, in this year's model, you pay real money. This is your son using your dad's credit card to spend either 20 bucks. I'm not going to tell you what the sex acts are, but they're 20 bucks, they're 50 bucks, and if you want the full money, it's 70 bucks. You put real money on a on a real credit card to have virtual sex with this prostitute, and when you're through, you kill her to get your money back. Okay, because you can't lose your points. Now, here's what's fascinating about this whole thing. You kill cops and do the same thing, by the way. Here's what's fascinating, and the reason I wrote my book is I'll ask kids, I said, so how do you feel about this? And they will tell you, hey, it's just a game. Remember Pokemon Go? Go, Excuse me, I can't even say it, Pokemon Go. You know, you're living in a virtual world. But you're traveling in the real world, making real world decisions to get virtual approval. And this is exactly what Grand Theft Auto does. You kill the girl after you've had sex with her, and then that helps you get your points back. And so kids will say, no, it's just a game. What you do on the Internet doesn't count. In fact, I've had kids at churches tell me sin on the Internet isn't sin because it's not real. But the danger of this gaming is, is that predators get in and learn about your kids, their fantasies, their fears, their ideas, and then they get them to make real life decisions 
based on a virtual goal or a virtual contest to get points for approval. So it is, in fact, a gaming incubator. So what can you do? Well, you should know your child's users' names all the time. You should know their passwords just in case your child goes missing. Get online and play with your child. And never buy a young child a game that has a chat room. And then, if you see your child in trouble, never destroy the evidence. Go directly to your police department and never destroy the naked photo of your child if they've sent them. Select a game that is age important, uh, uh, appropriate in there. <clears throat> Most important, build a strong relationship with your child so you can talk about this. So we're coming to the end of another week. I hope you follow us at Me and Kids on Facebook. I hope that you will listen next week. I hope that you will talk to your church or your your ward or, or your synagogue about archiving the show or your organization. Share this with everybody you know, if you will. I appreciate it. We were told last week we're now the number one show on Voice America Variety Channel. So thank you to all of you loyal people out there. Share the word and we will see See you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week. 